You're listening to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to episode eight. This is a special metaphysical episode, and this is a great episode to listen to and stay tuned with. If you feel like um, anxiety has been something that has been up for you or someone that you work with, anxiety is really connected to holes in the aura or holes in the energetic field because anxiety is really a leakage. It's a constant leakage of energy. Anxiety has been up for you, or if you feel like you're a slow healer or you've been slow to heal, or you feel like every time I take two steps forward, I take one step back, or even every time I take two steps forward, I take two steps back. This can also be indicative of some holes in the energetic protection layers. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a stone formula that I put together to work with this. Stones are really important in metaphysical work like this because they bridge the material and immaterial worlds. And I'm also going to talk to you about some diagnostic indicators, like some things that you might see in people that may need support in filling up and repairing holes in their energetic protective layers that we sometimes call the aura. So I'm going to tell you how to spot it, what stones that I work with for this. So my top three stones, plus a couple extras. And I'm going to talk to you about the hows and the whys of, of how I get to those stones. So you understand the underlying healing mechanism, the underlying healing strategy. I'm also going to tell you exactly what heals this stuff naturally, automatically, and effortlessly when you do this one thing. So welcome to episode eight in our history and in our lives we need because people are going through so much as we initiate and go through alchemical times because we are really growing fast right now. So I will see you inside episode eight. It's going to be a good one. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. It's time to settle in once again with the stones. Together, we'll illuminate stones in healing and spiritual alchemy and then go beyond exploring land healing, earth grids, sacred sites, and all rocks in the wild. My name is Sarah Thomas. I'm a healer, educator, and an expert in the field of ancient stone medicine and future crystal technologies that heal and awaken. All right, let's relax into some crystal clarity. Hello and welcome back to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. Today I have a bit of a metaphysical episode for you because we're going to be talking about the metaphysical beyond the physical layers around the body that protect us and support us and link us to other dimensional realms. And when we talk about metaphysical subjects, stones come in really handy they're very important earth medicine and metaphysical sub subjects because they are grounded in form. They have bodies in form, and then they are spectrum-based beings that fan all the way out into the immaterial layers of reality, just like we do. So they're able to take on the material and immaterial and these metaphysical layers around us. And I talk about holes in the aura because I wanted to make a title for this episode that was relatable, that was something that you could recognize. And I want you to know that I am going to be talking about really holes and leakages in general. Yes, in these metaphysical layers, but I don't want you to get caught up and that's not what the aura is to me, or this is what the aura is, or that's not what the aura is. 
I'm talking about the energetic field around the body, which to some people is the aura. And I want to say, of course, that there are many traditions and many esoteric and energy healing traditions that work with these different levels and layers around us. And they all have different ways of looking at this. So today's episode is not about, you know, parsing that all out and what is right and what is wrong. I really just want you to get a general sense of what can we do to support someone who has these holes in their aura or energy bodies, because it's real and it does happen. And I've seen it a lot in my practice. So I want you to know what you can do with stones to support that and kind of come back from that and repair from that. And I also want you to know what to look for in somebody or yourself to think maybe you might need some repair on these levels because there are indicators. And there are also some things that people may have kind of done recently recently, or come into contact recently that could be part of the origin of this. So I just want to talk about all of that in a general sense. And I really hope that this helps you and serves you. And like I said, as an acupuncturist, I, I didn't see this all the time, but I saw it about once a quarter, I would say I would have somebody who was dealing with this. And so I got a good way of putting together kind of the pieces to understand when this is happening. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And as a stone medicine healer, along with that, I was always working with stones and crystals in conjunction with this in this work, because I mean, a number one, they're just, they're so grounding. This is the most grounding medicine from mother earth. And you'll see that when you actually just ground, when you have this, and I know that you have to feel safe to ground, but when you feel safe and then you can trust and ground, that trust component comes in with the earth. And when the nervous system can calm down, you can kind of start to grow that grounding core down into the earth and just feel that and sink in. These layers naturally repair. When that magnetic energy grounds into the earth, something automatically naturally repairs these. It's really amazing. And I've found that that's the the whole healing process for this is connecting into that earth circuit. And then the earth comes and fills it in. So I want to talk about some specific stones with you, but before we go there, I want to just talk about how you might be able to spot this with yourself or somebody that they might need some help here. So a lot of times I would see this um, around ceremonies, people going to rituals or ceremonies that maybe weren't that well tended or the space wasn't held really well. Or maybe the person just wasn't ready for that kind of work in their life, or they weren't in their body enough to do that kind of work in their life at that time. Um, I see this around ceremonial experiences and ritual experiences that have to do with travel. That's almost like a perfect conjunction for these kind of things to have. A lot of times when I would see this, it was somebody went somewhere to some continent or some magic mountain or something, and there was a ceremony or a ritual, and then they come back with these holes and these vulnerabilities. So also just around travel in general or intense experiences around travel, um, any kind of initiatory experiences, trauma, of course, abuse and substance abuse. This can happen around substance abuse because we really leave our body sometimes when we're really intoxicated and it makes it easier for things to attack or, you know, damage the layers around us and also around medical trauma um, and just accidents too. So and I'm not saying that everybody that has these things has this. I'm just, I want to put some stars out there in the sky so that you can maybe see a few constellations because none of these are A plus B equals C. It's more use your right brain and kind of see the pattern. 
I, I just, I want to say too, before I go on that, this is not a kind of goofy, dramatic, metaphysical thing to get scared about and figure out how to fix it. And when I talk about things like this, I tend to get a lot of comments or emails or things of people that are really scared and really ungrounded and really don't have a lot of good support. And then the mind goes like, how do I fix this? Like, and it goes into all these concepts and that's the mind. The mind is going to see this as something that is this concept and you've got to figure it out and it's scary. And that's the mind. It's going to do black and white thinking with it. It's going to do right and left thinking with it. And when you really get a sense of how to really take care of somebody with this, you move back, you step back and see with your right brain and see with the patterns and calm down about it. Just know that this can really heal and feel it with your heart. When you feel it with your heart, you'll see that there's this kind of, it's not a concept. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a happening. It's a happening and, and, and just stand back and see it with your heart and see if you can kind of like feel the resonances instead of getting kind of freaked out about it or going into concept about it or getting scared. This is healable and slow down, calm down, see the patterns, realize that when you ground, you're automatically dealing with this and it's automatically healing. So I want to say that first, it's, it's not some kooky metaphysical thing for us to get all dramatic around and create sound bites about it's not all right. So, and it, cause it happens to everybody you know, this can happen to everybody. This episode is a long time in the making for me because as a child, I was, as a baby, I was very in tune with the invisible worlds around me. And I was very concerned with, if you can be concerned about something as a baby, I was very concerned with these energetic layers of protection around me. And I felt naked, you know, I, I felt naked. I felt vulnerable. It was, it was something that is a part of my life journey is to, um, heal this and, and be with this whole thing. All of us, I think at times have felt fragile, have felt vulnerable, have felt like we have no skin on. We have felt like we're being attacked from the front or the back, or there's just this like feeling of how do I defend against this? Cause I feel like I'm getting it from every direction and it's a resonance. You know, it, it happens to everybody. It's not something to get dramatic about or conceptual about. It's a resonance. Just feel it and know that you can be a part of helping somebody with this and taking care of it. So holes and leakages is how we want to hold this and enter it. We're going to talk about holes and leakages before that though, even, and working into what stones I would use for this. I want to say a little bit about what this person who's having this may exhibit. They may be experiencing or exhibiting PTSD, maybe memory loss, potentially um, confusion, potentially Fear, shock, fright, scared at night, um, having bad dreams, having nightmares, possibly feeling weakness or anemia or fatigue because this is a leakage. So we start to kind of leak out our essential resources um, and inability to make decisions. I've seen around this, like the person could have the perfect opportunity right there before them and they're just frozen. Um, or the perfect synchronicity or the thing that they've been waiting for, and they just can't seem to act. Um, they can also have an inability to discern things and be making some decisions that just seem so off base. Like, why would you make that decision right now when you're trying to take care of yourself? And so there's, there's a, there's a loss of discernment sometimes 
And there's also a, um, a possibility that the vision for their life or clarity for their life or purpose or direction in their life feels like fizzled, um, or they're not going forward on their destiny. They're not going forward on their path. See, leakages tend to, what's hard about leakages is that they, they make the healing process slow down sometimes because everything we give to that field, everything we do, like if it's a beautiful meditation that we do, or it's a great treatment that receive, or things tend to leak out because there's these holes. So sometimes the healing process can be very slow. And if you feel like your healing process is very slow, you may want to do some of the work that I introduced in this episode today. Um, that is a key factor that you can feel like I take three steps forward and then I take two steps back. And that's what it feels like in my life. If you feel like that, you may have some of these holes that you can repair and fill in. Um, another thing is that this person might get sick often. And, you know, if the kid brings home a cough from kindergarten and nobody else in the family gets sick, but you're the one who gets sick with it, like you're the one who tends to get sick often or is susceptible or vulnerable to things that is something that is possibly concurrent with this resonance as well. So kind of, oh, and also they may have some like disturbance in their eyes, like a look of shock or fright in their eyes or a look of disturbance in their eyes. And you can't really quite connect with them through their eyes. So I'm going to put that there for now. Let these stars be in the sky and let these constellations start to fill in as they do. Remember, I'm not saying that everybody that has these things has holes in their origins or leakages in their energy field. I'm not saying that, but we're going to stand back and see the pattern. Now, the approach for this is not moving energy. And oftentimes we're moving energy to create healing or wellness. And it's not wanding the body with stones. You know, it's not, oh, let's just smooth over this. Like we're painting a wall and we're going to just kind of like wand over this. That's not the approach. The approach in general, for me, the approach in general is to fill, support, fill, and hold. Support, fill, and hold. You know, if you have a patch in your tires or a leak in your tires, something you patch it, you, you support, fill, and hold that. You've got to hold this up and fill it with something, not just kind of move the energy around. So that's the general way that you want to think about this. Like I'm, I'm holding something up and allowing it to fill in. I'm supporting it. I'm allowing it to fill. So of all of the forces of nature and the cycles of nature and the rhythms and all of these elemental forces, which we're really more in tune with than we realize. And they're actually more able to help us than we often realize. We're a part of all these cycles and for forces. The one that resonates with the support, hold, fill is the earth. It's, you know, you've got water, you've got air, you've got wood, you've got all of these energies, movement, wind, but it's, it's earth that holds fills. It's earth that we can build on. It's earth that has that stableness and that solidity that we can trust and fall back on and lean on. So you need to fill with the earth and hold and support with the earth. That's how the earth acts in nature. It holds supports and it's full. It's so abundant. You know, you fill into it. It's just, it's this eternal well of abundance. It's full. 
There's a fullness to the earth that we can receive from it. And if you look at the elements, the periodic table of the elements, and you look at iron, number 26 on the periodic table, iron is the element that takes up most, the most of the earth by mass. So by mass, the earth is mostly the iron element. It's at the top of the list. So basically iron is the earth. If you, if you take the earth and you say, now let's pull that into its essential fundamentals, you're going to find iron, which is dense. It's, it's full of it. So it's dense and it holds and it fills. If we put iron in the body, it fills our blood with hemoglobin. It fills our blood with our, our spirit actually, so that our spirit and our animation and our aliveness can rest in our blood. Iron is almost like a, a nest that the spirits can come and sit in. And that's what we want to do. We want to let this nest build up. Iron is, you know, the density of it and the abundance of it and the ability to work with it is something that makes us in Taoist medicine and, and going back into the elemental theories of nature, it makes us feel like iron is source energy. Iron is what holds everything up. It is the source. It is ultimate yin. It's like the grandmother that holds up the mother and then holds up the grandchildren and holds up all beyond that. Um, we call it source energy. We call it the iron is kind of like the the energy that can fill all holes. It's the opposite of a hole. It's a filling. It fills things up. So we look at it as source energy. It's like a great grandmother stone that actually works with us, not just in this time, but the way that our blood links us back through time to all of our ancestors and what we're resting on as a foundation. So iron is the element that I want you all to feel as we start filling back up and repairing this person's holes and their field. Hematite is an incredible way to work with iron. It's iron oxide and botryoidal hematite even has these mounds in it, these mounds coming up, like the, the law of signature with these mounds that's filling and holding. And I'm going to put in the show notes. So in the description, just click on the description. You'll see the blog for this episode because I'm putting some really good pictures there. And I'm putting a picture of the hematite that I use for this the botryoidal hematite. And I'm putting in some other pictures that I'm going to talk about in a second too. So a picture is worth a million words in this episode. It's really worth looking at these pictures because you'll feel what I'm trying to say in a way. So hematite is a way to get iron into their field and fill them back up and calm them and ground them. And remember with that grounding energy, these holes naturally start to fill in. They automatically heal when we actually get grounded. So it's perfect magnetite is also magnetic and full of iron magnetite usually comes in these little crystals which is great so it's perfect to put in some kind of formula or elixir for for this but it's not going to give you the same weight on the body that hematite will give you if you're going to put something on the body for this because it's small and sometimes weight as a sensory element in this is a beautiful thing to bring in that sensory element of weight, like a weighted blanket. It's actually really resonant with iron itself to bring in that weight element. You also might get your iron to fill up this field with meteorite. There are certain iron meteorites that will work well in this application, but just make sure that you really understand that meteorite and you're tuning in with it. You don't want to put any meteorites with kind of like lost soul energy into a person's field 
um, at this time. So hematite is my primary stone in this work. And I want to show you, I'm going to kind of build a formula for you to get a little combination of stones in when you're doing this work. So rhodonite is an amazing wound healer. Rhodonite. It's the pink and black one. If you're forgetting for a moment, which one rhodonite is, it's the pink and black one. It's not rhodochrosite, which is the pink and cream one. Rhodonite is the manganese silicate that is pink and black. And it actually heals wounds really quickly. It has a way of filling in holes and mending wounds. I've seen it in my practice many times, take scars, openings, literal openings, and mend those back up. And by the way, you may find in these cases where people need these energetic layers repaired, that they also have physical holes in their body, because there's going to be a resonance from that material level to that immaterial level. So you might find that they have something as, as kind of, I don't know, benign as leaky gut, because that's holes. And that's kind of these openings happening in the gut. You might find that they have ulcers, um, actual wounds, abscesses. You might find that they have parasites, right? Which is kind of creating all these holes in, in the body. Um, so just keep that in mind or, or discharges, like they're leaking a lot, like they may, their nose is running a lot or their eyes are discharging. So watch for leakages like that in holes and also the physical body, because there can just be a resonance there. Rhodonite, this wound healer, the reason why rhodonite is so beautiful here, it has manganese, which is filling and holding for the heart. It's almost kind of like iron for the heart. Manganese is filling and holding for heart blood. And it also has iron in it. So it has that iron in it. And it also has calcium in it, which is, um, you know, calcium builds the bones. So it's the skeletal structure. And what can you do with the skeleton? You can build on it. So there's, that's more of that resonance of like, here's the structure that you can now build on. And, and then there's a silicate ending there. So that's quartz. And that means that this stone is going to kind of like harmonize and regulate itself. It's a powerful, misunderstood, underused stone. Um, there's a lot that we're going to be finding out about rhodonite in the future. And it's something I would bring in. I think one of the reasons why it's such a good wound healer and hole mender and such a good repairer is because the way that it's formed. Manganese, I'm sorry, rhodonite's <laughs> origin story is that it forms when this manganese-rich kind of sludge kind of fills up these cracks and fissures and veins and a hydrothermal process. So it's like something manganese rich and soft and wet fills in these veins and cracks and then hardens and solidifies there. And that's the rhodonite. And because it's born filling things, because it comes into form filling things up, that means it has a great resonance for being able to fill, mend and repair. And when you look at pieces of rhodonite, Please um, click the description and look at this blog. I just, again, a picture is worth a million words. When you see these pieces of rhodonite, you'll see that the black and the rhodonite is repairing the rest of the stone. It's like filling in the rest of the stone. You kind of have to see it to get it, but you'll see that the black and the rhodonite in many of these pieces are, and especially if you can find a piece like this, but they're not that hard to find. It looks like something had cracks in it and the black of the manganese went in and filled it in. So there's a law of signature looking at the stone. There is resonance in the origin story. And there's just kind of 
empirical evidence that this is a great wound healer. It's definitely a stone I would bring in. I would probably bring it in as my assistant stone to the hematite. And I want to bring up another stone for you guys. Think about filling and holding and repairing in these cases is opal. Opal is very yin. So that fills and holds as well. Opal is bold when a silica-rich sludge, like a silica-rich sludgy kind of water fills up cracks and veins and holes and hardens there. So opal is often formed by repairing something as well. Opal is formed by filling in these spaces and creating, um, you know, connection in the fissure or, you know, closure in the gaps. And you've got to see these pictures of opal that I'm going to put in the show notes here too, in the blog, because when you see the opal filling up the boulder and boulder opal, or you see the opal, just regular Andean opal, you see that the opal itself kind of fills up the space inside the matrix. And of course, in precious opal, you see a lot of um, things like seashells, wood that are actually opalized. Opal comes in and fills in the spaces and these cool fossils and artifacts. And I'm going to show some pictures of those. And when you see those, you'll say, oh yes, opal could be the stone that actually repairs all of this. And opal actually has a, a way of like kind of creating a new beginning for things too, like bringing hope into the situation and saying like, we're going to start a new beginning and go forward. And I really like that about the opal. Opal origin story is to fill things in, hold, repair. I mean, things can even be opalized. So it's a beautiful stone to bring in. The, and the preciousness opal, you might not always have precious opal and you can use any opal, but if you have precious opal there, it's like the thing gets filled back in with a miracle or a rainbow, or it's like a miracle. And that's so much hope. And that's so much, you know, stepping forward in a new timeline. So precious opal is a beautiful stone to put in here too. Even as your transformer, transformer just means the part in the formula that actually tells the situation what time it is. And the time for Opal is a new beginning. It's time to create a new beginning. And a couple honorable mention stones that I want to share here are kind of, kind of incredible. It's kind of, it's like kind of like the collagen of stones. It fills things up. It holds them together. It mends them back together. It connects things back together. Hyenite's an amazing stone. I would always bring in for something like leaky gut or some situation where we have to kind of mend the situation back together. Um, and green kyanite is really beautiful in this work as well. So kyanite, the great connect, great bridge is a great stone to bring into this. And another honorable mention is mica because it is a protective stone. It deals with the membranes around the body and people don't often think of it as protective, but it is. And it deals with all of the layers of protection around the body. It also has a slight gathering quality energy or tonification energy. So it can kind of build the person up and build in those holes as well. So that's a cool idea to bring into this as well. Maybe even kyanite or mica as your harmonizer. All right. Well, we built formula in this episode. Okay. More honorable mention. Sphalerite has iron in it. It's incredibly strong. It has zinc in it. And it also, it's, it can fill up these holes with all that iron, but it has a little bit of sulfur. So it has that a little bit of a cleaning or clearing energy along with it too. So you're getting a little bit of that kind of entity purification in there as well. So that might be the right stone for you. 
and just general pyrite too, which is just iron and sulfur. You get the iron that we've talked about, and then you get the sulfur, which is that little bit of like burning away or burning off or chelating or clearing energy in there as well. So that's just a couple other on honorable mentions. And I also want to honorable mention for you. I'm going to share some acupuncture points with you that I do in these situations. And if you don't know acupuncture points, it's okay. Just be intuitive about this. Maybe they'll hold the stones. Um, the heart is a great place to put a stone for somebody because the heart has access to all other meridians. It has access to all other organs. It's kind of like a central hub. So if you don't know these points, that's okay. You can look them up if you want to. But just think about in your tradition and the ways that you heal and what you do, what is a holding supportive place that you think about on the body? For acupuncture, I would work with kidney one, definitely Ren one. Um, so kidney one's on the bottom of the feet. Ren one is actually on the perineum. I would also work with CV eight, Ren eight, the belly button. Do four, kidney four on the back. I'm filling the body with these big power points that can fill and hold. I would also think about using stomach 23, stomach 40, and a huge one would be stomach 11. And for those of you that know those points, you're going to say, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's all filling and holding and mending the cracks. These stones all fill up and mend and hold. So, okay, let's see here. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you guys to the end here. Yes, that's it. That's it for today's episode. I know that was a lot in a short amount of time. I really hope that serves you in some way. If you don't do treatments on the body, that's okay. You can get a piece of jewelry with this. You can get bracelets with this. You can put these stones on somebody's nightstand just so at least at night or have them sleep with them. At least at night, these frequencies are getting shared with the body. And remember the absolute key to this is if you can get yourself to feel safe enough and calm enough, the earth will naturally come up and repair all of this automatically and give yourself time to do that. Be patient with yourself. You know, you might sit for a couple of minutes and be, oh, I need 15 more minutes. I need 15. It, it takes some time to calm down, especially if there has been some trauma. So sit and let yourself calm down. And when you feel that link with the earth and ground into the earth, it will naturally come up and support you. This is what the earth is born to do. She's really the answer. And so using these specific stones is just a touch point along the way. So let me know if you like this episode, if you like talking about these little bit more of metaphysical topics and let me know anything else that you would like to learn more about. Thank you so much for coming to um, episode eight. I'll see you.